0: Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Geek Garage podcast, the most inclusive and accessible nerd culture audio program on the interwebs. I am your host, David Dassault, Uh, and today I am welcoming back for the first time in a couple weeks, my sexy and sultry co-host, Zach Wills. How are you doing,
1: Mr. Zach Wills? Uh, mustachioed and about 100% sexier.
0: Dude, I... When you came into the uh, the the little session, I saw your video with the mustache, and I'm like, "What is what is going on?" Like, you brought it back. Are you? <clears throat> excuse me. Are you? Um, early for november
1: i always start in october i usually go like october okay. to february
0: that's that's right i remember you mentioning that um, and i, dude, I almost
1: I... I almost did this i almost went on amazon and overnighted her same day some of those glasses that have the nose and the mustache and the eyebrows
2: <laughs> and have it on
1: so when i take it off that it would have just been you still have like, the it would have been just like the same thing <laughs>
3: I will give you money for that. That is a worthy cause. Well, I
1: lost the opportunity.
0: <laughs> uh, so, listeners, um, you, you just heard uh, the other um, sexy voice of the sexy individual that is joining us uh, this evening. And that is uh, Mrs. Ashley uh, White. That is your new last name, right? Yes. Or is that? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, David can
3: know me through several last names. It's fine. <laughs> it's just normal.
1: Did you get married? <laughs>
3: Yes.
0: Uh, I don't Boy, is that a loaded question.
3: <laughs> no, I was like, well, how do I answer? <laughs> yes is the answer. Okay. Yes. And yes. then no. And then yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. I won't. That, cry.
0: that sums, sums it up. Uh, but yes, uh, listeners, you, um, it is uh, your pleasure. Um, this episode, your absolute pleasure mm-hmm. um, to, to have not only myself and Zach, back in our ridiculous fashion but to also have our amazing guest today um ashley thank you so much for joining us um i was super psyched that we were able to schedule this and you were able to come on and just uh uh, school us in our topic today
3: yeah thank you i'm so happy uh to be here so thank you for the invite
0: Yeah, uh, so we, uh, just a a bit of unsolicited background info. The idea was that originally Zach and I were just going to do some haphazard research, and whatever we found, we were going to regurgitate like we actually knew what we were talking about. But then I I thought back to a conversation I had almost a year ago with Ashley that uh, I was trying to figure out, if um, a, a ghost, my one and only ghost sighting experience that I had was actually a, uh, a, 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 a the ghost of a slave of Andrew Jackson, and I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, but she she was like, I can neither confirm nor deny
3: that that's what what it is. But I, mean, um, I didn't see what you see, but yeah, that was what it was.
1: <laughs> Hang on, you had a ghost sighting? Did you tell me about that?
0: I could have sworn it's it's come up on the podcast uh, recently, uh, but maybe you weren't here for it. Um, I don't know. I feel I like was, I would have known that. So I was just, uh, real quick, I was driving home from work one night. Uh, I think it was back in 2015, 2016.
1: Dark and stormy night.
0: Yes, dark. Well, actually, it was pretty clear, but... Uh, Go with it, David. <laughs> yes,
1: and please.
0: Uh Right. Learn improv, you bitch. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I was about to pass the hermitage and uh, there's this, this African-American woman in this very old timey is either a gown, uh, like a nightgown or a wedding dress, whatever it was. It, it was something that you would see in a museum. Like I had never seen it before, like on a living person. And You remember that scene from Kill Bill 2 when she punches her way out of the casket and the grave and she's crossing the street to the diner and she has like that trail of like dust coming off of her and dirt. That's what it looked like, but like it was all white. And so it literally looked like a fucking ghost. And I had this sinking feeling in my gut that I have never had before uh, before that point or after that point Um, It was just pure terror. And I was like, I think I just saw a fucking ghost. And <laughs> several years go by. I, I didn't really give it much thought, uh, and I don't think I've really told too many people. But several years go by, and uh, last year comes about where we're talking about um, ghosts and and spirits and stuff for uh, last October's episodes. And um I get to thinking about my experience again. And right around that time I I think that's when I messaged you, Ashley, and I was like, mm-hmm. actually, um, did Andrew
3: Jackson own slaves? Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like those are the level history questions he's sending to me. But yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I mean stuff that I could have found on like a three second <laughs> Google search, but I wanted to know it straight from the source, from a learned source um and uh
3: and it was an excuse to talk to you again Um, which hey I was totally fine with that um literally anytime somebody messages me about history I'm like let me tell you way too much (laughs) you asked me a yes or no question but we're gonna be here for an hour let's talk (laughs) um so I was very excited to get this message but also the hermitage is where I started my career Mm -hmm. I was there for eight years Yeah, that was another
0: reason why I messaged you about it and not anyone else or Google searched because you personally worked at the Hermitage.
3: Haunted as fuck. I assume I can curse on this podcast.
0: 100%. We actually encourage
3: it, so. Okay. I was going to say, I didn't check that because I know you, so like.
0: Yeah, this, no, we we do this, (laughs) finger fucking, and uh, this is not a
3: family friendly show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so So,
1: jealous. I want to see a ghost so bad.
3: So the absolute best place in the world, A, to go to, just in general, and B, for ghosts, is Gettysburg.
1: Yeah, I I was going to say, I was going to say, let me guess, and I was going to say Gettysburg, because even some of the research that I was doing for this, um, the first, like, I'll let you speak to it, but what I found was, like, the first real, like, ghost stories, I'm using air quotes, my video's lagging very bad, I don't know if you can see it, was, like, that sense of, so much unknown and unfound dead after that period of the civil war, there was a sense of like, maybe they'll come back. And that that's when they really started to like, really lean into like the ghost story aspect of like what we know. Oh
3: yeah. It's just, there's been, there have been so many sightings and my husband has an amazing story about being out of Gettysburg um, at night, walking around in the dark and getting followed by somebody But every time he turned around, like, but there are also videos. And again, it's one of those things. If you don't believe in ghosts, you can explain it away very easily. But if you do believe in ghosts, that's a fucking ghost. (laughs) Because that's what it was.
1: I 100% believe it. I haven't even seen it. I believe it.
3: The Hermitage is haunted as fuck. The Sam Davis home is haunted as fuck. Belle Meade. Meh. Probably haunted. I I mean, yeah. Why not? really. Really? It should be. Yeah. Fine. And- that's that's the allure of historic homes. Like how many people do you think actually come to a historic home to hear about a rich white family's day-to-day life? It's not a lot of people. They're here look, for the ghosts.
0: Look at these beds. They're so fucking high off the ground. Right? It's because it was so cold <laughs> and they didn't have a central heat and air.
3: Oh my God. You just relived my entire career in a 30 second clip. So there's that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I condensed, like, the entire Hermitage uh, uh, visitors tour into uh, one dumbass statement of, (laughs) look how high the beds
1: are! (laughs) Look at these tiny clothes. Look at the high beds. There's a slave quarters. Gift shop's over there.
3: (laughs) Yep. We'd like for you to spend more time in the gift shop than you did in the house, though. Please and thank you.
0: Yeah, buy our shit. Yep. Yep. Um, so anyways, uh, at least this tangent has been on topic, like at, like at least That's we're not talking, right? At least we're not talking about like, um, you know, having water balloon fights in the middle of a Walmart, you know, which could be fun, like actually talking about it and having one, but, um, we are in fact here to talk about the history of Halloween and that of course is the, uh, the holiday and not the uh, movie franchise. So, um, what, what'd you say?
3: It could go either way. We could do either.
0: Uh, I know very
3: little about the second, except that I love the movies. So,
0: Yeah, I uh, they actually just dropped a new season or volume or whatever you want to call it on the uh, the movies that made us or uh, yes. whatever that show is on Netflix. And, and it's all like the newest season is all on horror franchises so the the first one is on halloween the second one is uh uh, i think friday the 13th they have a nightmare on elm street and then um i forget what the the fourth one is but uh they're all very very good uh so
3: uh i just haven't got around to watching it's on my netflix list i just haven't watched it yet
0: right well you should uh you should get on that or else um oh
3: cool okay
0: there, the there implication is, right there is no or else uh, i was just <laughs> um my lame attempt at being funny so uh, we did have a facebook quote-unquote poll it was more like hey what questions do you have for a like a more or less professional historian that's going to come on and talk about the history of halloween uh and we had Two whole people write in and uh, ask us questions. (laughs) One of them is my fucking wife.
3: Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is such a good podcast.
3: Right? I mean, it's just that nobody cares about Halloween, I guess. That's what we're going to chalk it up to. uh, Or like everybody else had something to do that afternoon, maybe. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Either that or I'm like still figuring out the algorithm for like when to post uh, on Facebook. That's a thing. That's a real thing. It is, Uh, and it's actually why I started the group, because if you create, like, a page, then you might as well um, just go waste your time with something else, because, like, Facebook does not prioritize posts to your page, unless someone, like, goes to your page and favorites it, then they will, like, see your post. Um, But if you post in a group, and then get people to join that group, then... uh, it's uh, it's prioritized much higher in the, uh, the infinity algorithm.
1: I can start doing some TikTok dances if you think it'll help him post those. Uh, quite like
0: possibly. The,
1: after the Civil War, people thought they were
0: ghosts. <laughs>
3: I just want to be clear that we did not invent ghosts post-Civil War. Those are hey, very much, it's older than that.
1: They are American they are? apple pie, you terrorist. They are American <laughs>
3: ghosts. I, ag- I agree with that. I'm just saying. I just think it's weird how all these horror movies have like ancient.
1: Yeah, why are they all old? Eth-
3: ethnic. I don't know that I want to use that word. Ancient ghosts from elsewhere in the world.
1: Yeah, why is it somehow? always like colonial ghosts? Or like a small child? Uh... I mean. Out of
3: all the people in our history who are willing to fuck your entire life up, it's <laughs> colonial Americans.
2: <laughs> in
3: literally every aspect,
1: we are the Puritans back for your blood. <laughs> it's never like Kevin from the hardware store who came back and visited somebody. It's always like that. Your 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 slave, the ghost of the slave you saw, or you know, some mm-hmm. small kid in a hallway or something like that. Right. It's yeah.
3: just Kevin. I still got my
1: hammer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Well now I'm a little concerned about Kevin from the hardware
1: store. I like, oh,
0: he's
3: fine. I don't want to run into him.
1: He was an asshole. Yeah.
0: He, yeah, He was an asshole. Uh, <laughs> I literally have no idea. The fuck we're talking about. Uh, so anyways, um, we, we did get, like I said, we did get some questions, uh, on, uh, the, the Facebook post, but, uh, we are going to answer those, uh, as we, as we go. And as we wind Ashley up and just let her, let her talk. And I, 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 is that okay, Ashley, if we just answer the the questions, because yeah. pretty much everything that was asked, I, I think we already, and I, when I say we, I mean you, you already had answers to more or less or, uh, yeah. Uh, so I figured we would just kind of answer those questions as as we go. So it, it, I'm good with
3: that, yeah. Cool,
0: right on. So uh, <clears throat> I guess without uh, further ado, shall we get started? <laughs> sure. What the, what the fuck is so funny?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm giggly today.
0: Uh, well, that's good. Is that Red Bull?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so like I said... Uh, Without further ado, Ashley, you want to kick us off with All
3: Hollows Eve? Yes. So what we really recognize as Halloween is its own standalone day in the history of holidays or, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's Halloween, but there's also several days after it that were originally equally as important as Halloween especially on the Christian calendar. Um, And in other countries, Halloween is just not really, some other countries, Halloween's not really a thing, but the 1st and 2nd of November are a much bigger deal. So it's really kind of geographically specific as far as Halloween being a thing. Um, So starting out with the easy things that I feel like A lot of your audience will probably already know Halloween is a contraction of all Hallows Eve because humans are inherently lazy people when it comes to (laughs) words and (laughs) linguistics. So if we can shorten it, we're going to do that. So Halloween, all Hallows Eve, November 1st is all Hallows day on the Christian calendar. Okay. And David, if I remember correctly, you were raised Catholic, right? Uh,
0: Fantastic memory. Yes. Yes.
2: Uh, uh, Unless
0: you listen to like one of our most recent episodes where I proclaimed like 11,000 times that I was Catholic uh, (laughs) for just, Hey, did you hear that I was Catholic?
3: (laughs) So, uh, well, I feel like, I don't know. Sometimes you just do that. So I'm converted. I'm a confirmed Catholic, but. Mm.
2: mm, Congratulations.
3: (laughs) I guess ask me on another day. Um, I have a lot of religions Anyway, so I don't know about you, Zach. Are you familiar at all with the the Catholic calendar, essentially, of Holy Days?
1: Mm, I read up on this one just for this. And what I found was, so you had like all, what, what, did, the, what did the pagans call the 31st? Which was like their, tradition, their transition from like the light part of their calendar to the dark part of their calendar, right? I guess which kind of marks the, yeah. the end of the harvest kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the church kind of co-opted that. And yep. in an effort to kind of quell the more pagan traditions, they moved it to November 1st, right? Yeah, yeah. More or less? Yes, is the answer. Yeah. Um,
3: they changed it a little, but then they were like, eh, you can have this day.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's the same thing they did with Christmas. They just kind of like pander to the pagans because they need butts and seats. That's wh- yeah. what my understanding was.
3: Uh, Christmas, Easter, like all the holidays. Yeah. Pretty much all the religious oriented holidays. Um, and honestly, Jesus. I, I don't know if you've got like a, a big.
2: I can
1: just religious... hear the Bible belt screaming.
3: <laughs> well, I don't know if you've got like a big religious fan base or not, but facts are facts. Um, you know, the, the entire life of Jesus, as far as the temple and the miracles and being crucified at 32, being born of a virgin, all of that so many other gods in in history you mean jesus wasn't what (laughs) um i mean (laughs) cesare borgia was and that's who our image of jesus comes from so fun fact for the day the
1: i want to do a whole another episode just on this stuff i know
3: so the bastard son of a pope cesare borgia wanted Uh to be pope and his dad's like well marketing campaign we have to market you as jesus so that when i die you're the logical choice so they every image they started making pretty much after in the dollar store now um (laughs) that kind of sandy haired light skinned jesus is cesare borgia
1: doobie brother he was pope
3: He, he did become the pope after his dad died so it worked marketing is a thing
1: wow i did not know that
3: uh that was a wild tangent sorry y'all uh all right no but uh,
0: related in the sense that it's history and uh i find it fascinating so thank you yes
3: so the original point was the catholic calendar of holy days Mm -hmm. so there's a saint a day essentially yeah and if you want to take a long time to learn it they make those calendars where you just rip off the pages and you get your saint every day. But there's not just a saint a day for most days. There are lots of saints. Some days there are 15 to 20 saints. Some days there's three or four. It just depends. Um, But these are designated feast days. So, you know, it's, it may not be like a traditional feast where everybody has so much food and it's great. It may just be, you know, a holy day of obligation, or you're just supposed to do something in remembrance of the saint. David, correct me if I'm wrong. I went through RCIA, and I think they were just trying to speed us through it. Just, just <laughs>
2: that get sounds us all Right? Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, I I was confirmed uh, at the the quote unquote normal age. I mean, I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was confirmed. At, I think at like age 13, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they. They did an okay job. They were like, "Yeah, just like pick a saint that you like, and that's gonna be your uh, your your confirmation name." And I was like, yeah. "Luke," Bec- of course, of because course. because I was a fucking nerd. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah,
3: I mean, same. my My patron saint is Catherine, the patron saint of historians. Mm. And writers, I think. So, there's a a thing. Would you look at that? Literally everything there's a saint for. So, originally, October 31st was designated as the, in the Christian calendar, or in the Catholic calendar. Because, again, there weren't, we don't have Protestants yet. It's just all Catholics. Mm -hmm. And pagans, I guess. (laughs) Not really, but okay. (laughs) Um, Like, broad sweeping generalizations. Sure. Catholic or not is what we're doing. Um, October the 31st was designated as the day of remembering the dead, all the dead, all the the baptized dead. They're very specific about that. So, (laughs) So there is a lot of debate about whether or not Halloween started off as a Christian holiday, or if it started off with another religion and the general Term historians do tend to use about these other religions or pagans. So that's just what I'm going to call them. It's not exactly the same form of paganism that exists today. There's a lot of roots, but -hmm. the same can be said about Christianity. So there's that. But anyway, there's a lot of debate about whether or not this started off as a pagan holiday, like Christmas or Easter. And when Christians came into the area, as they have done throughout all of history. Yes. Basically squashed it out and said, no, you guys are Christian now, but if it makes it easier for you, we'll still do what you did, except just call it our words and do our stuff.
2: Mm -hmm. But
3: for you're still your holiday, it's still you, still all you. So... (laughs) (laughs) Got to
1: get those butts in seats.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is actually evidenced by the changing of Christmas. Christmas has not always been December 25th. Right. Only... For, I mean, yeah, for a long time, like a millennia. But how are you going to move somebody's birthday like a thousand years after the fact? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, I guess my birthday's in March now. I don't know. Um, So (laughs) in the Catholic tradition, Halloween originally started out, like I said, as a feast day for all the saints, both known and unknown, but also as a day of remembering the baptized dead. So they just kind of lumped, all of this in there. The competing tradition that a lot of people recognize as the foundation of Halloween is the Irish Celtic uh, festival of Salwain. I don't want to say it wrong. We say it wrong in popular culture today.
0: Yeah, but... I, when you type that out, I was trying
3: to figure out how that was pronounced.
1: Is it, um... it Salwyn?
3: Samhain is the original Celtic. Yes. And today a lot of people call it Samhain. Just (laughs) because that's how it's written in English. But it's like a whole other language. So they don't have the same sounds. But, but yeah, so originally it's Samhain. And the first mention of Samhain is in the ninth century. Which the first mention of a feast day for the dead or for the saints in the Christian tradition is the fourth century. So on paper, it looks like it's a Christian holiday. But you do have to keep in mind that just because it wasn't written down doesn't mean it didn't exist. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Or it might have been written down and then gotten lost. We don't have every piece of writing, you know, ever. Right. It It just wouldn't work. So it's very, very very likely that sawane existed way before the ninth century uh, and just didn't get written down for a little while but in sawane as Zach said it's the end of the harvest it's the beginning of winter so they're they're changing their time periods which means they're changing their jobs they're adjusting to different agricultural work or anything like that but these early writings from the ninth century talk about burial mounds being open. So people like opening graves essentially. Um, and in the United States, we're so used to burying people underground. that burial mounds are kind of a weird, I guess, sort of tradition. Yeah. yeah it was just uh, a big uh, hill full of
0: dead bodies. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I-, I was like, when I saw that in your notes, I was like, wait, I don't think I quite understand the logistics of what's happening here. Hmm. I wonder
1: why they did that. Because we, I think the natives here in this country also had burial mounds, mm-hmm. didn't they? Wonder why yes. they wonder why they instinctually buried them all in a mound. I get why you bury them underground because dead bodies stink, but.
3: Right. Well, and when you're burying them in a mound, it's kind of the same thing. It's just a different religious principle behind them, hmm. but it's also kind of, amazing to me that cultures across the world at different times without communicating pick up the same ideas
2: yeah
3: i mean look at the difference in the pyramids in egypt and the pyramids in central and southern america they're both pyramids built for the same reason they're just different shapes aliens aliens you have to it's not it's not aliens though it might be aliens it's not
1: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even need a degree to figure that one out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, this when you go back to the ninth century, it's there's I don't know there particularly when you read writings from the ninth century. First of all, super hard to read. Just there are a lot of people out there who cannot make it through like a book in English. So I don't I don't trust a lot of them to make it through like Celtic writings. And to be honest, I didn't either. Um, But anyway, when you read (laughs) these writings, there's a lot of mysticism and a lot of like magic in the air, essentially. Mm -hmm. This was one of my favorite phrases about this pre-industrial, pre-1870s time period is it was a world lit only by fire. You know, that's, that's kind of, we're working with the basics. Um, mm-hmm. So lots of superstition and lots of just people asking questions about how the universe works, but they don't have germ theory or really solid science. So they can't explain these things naturally. So you right. just like sit around and just make some shit up because it sounds <laughs> real good. And that's Welcome to religion. But um, so the idea with opening the burial mounds and burial mounds look different in different places. But essentially, think of a hill. And a lot of them would actually have like entrances, like a clearly defined sort of tunnel type of entrance so that you could walk in and either stack the dead up or put them in the walls. Like you just, like I said, different cultures do different things. Kind of like a hobbit hole. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just bones and...
0: (laughs) Except less sexy. God, you know (laughs) it smelled.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, okay, but also, these are people living in a very agricultural society, so, like, literally everything around them is shit. I guess. They they, spread the shit with their hands.
0: They have the manure to cover up the smell of the dead. Yeah.
3: And, I mean, (laughs) if you've ever spent any time on an actual farm whatsoever, it fucking stinks.
2: Yeah, it does. Mm.
3: It's just... And I don't know, that's another thing that amazes <laughs> me about the pre-industrial age. I keep hitting my computer. About the pre-industrial age is bathing was not, not really a thing. Nope. So just, I cannot imagine the smells. Mm. I don't, I choose not to imagine the smells.
0: So that's the right way to go.
3: Yeah. I just, I'd like to live my life like that.
1: Green makers <laughs> is the place to be. <laughs> Oh, oh, uh.
3: um, so the idea is you'd open open up the burial mound in some way during swain because another again cross-cultural thing is that even catholics who had not interacted with the celts yet they also believed, like both of these two separate groups also believed that this one specific day was the best time to communicate with the dead. Um, and in Catholic theology, the veil is at its thinnest. At midnight, on Halloween, it's just what we've been doing for a couple thousand years. So during Swain, these burial mounds would be opened. People might leave offerings or gifts to their ancestors or... Um, Mostly, they would literally just open the door in hopes that ghosts would come through. Like they're literally opening the door and inviting whatever's on the other side in. That sounds which,
0: like the Catholics, actually.
3: <clears throat> Honestly, yeah. Like I'm um,
0: just just living through it, and also doing my research. Like last year when we did our uh, ghosts and spirits episodes, like um, the the Catholics by far had the most documentation when it came to ghosts and spirits and oh, yeah. i i discover that there is like i think like 6 or 7 different levels or tiers of possession
2: yeah <laughs> oh yeah
3: listen they've had several thousand years to refine this mm-hmm. ideology yeah so it's just sprinkle in some, take some out. It's just this recipe they've been working on for a couple of thousand years. Right. It's it, amazing.
0: Yeah. It's like tier one. It's like, you know what? I think I'm going to
3: let a little Satan in today. Come on in, <laughs> Satan. What you want to eat? What you trying to do, Satan? I'll make you peanut butter jelly sandwich. It's just hospitality. <laughs> this um, one's got fire. <laughs> so, side note, my sister's apartment is on a former battlefield and so she's she's got a confederate ghost in her house we don't know if it's confederate we assume it's confederate because it was a confederate loss Mm -hmm. so you know like the numbers are greater it's she's got a better chance for it being Mm -hmm. a confederate soldier it only makes sense that's what i thought um who actually woke her up last night like she heard it and then she and her fiance both saw it and he's terrified by all of these things. So I've told her, we're going to go get some of that like plaid, that red and white checkered tablecloth material mm-hmm. that you see at like Italian restaurants. We're going to go yeah. get some of that, some broadcloth. We're going to coffee stain it and like shoot holes in it. Um, we're going to have this like whole shirt. We're going to tatter it and we're going to shoot it up and we're just going to leave it around for him to find. Cause he will pee his pants. I'm
1: it. so excited. Traumatize your husband for
2: fun.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, she was telling me about the ghosts this morning, uh, and so I told her like, I can be there in an hour with a Ouija board. She's like, No, not in my home. <laughs> Weak.
1: Everybody gets a and ghost, again, but me.
3: And again, I'm Catholic, so I'm like, super okay with like, yeah, let's let's talk to the dead. That's that's normal. <laughs> that's what you do.
1: Let,
0: it's like the uh, that T-shirt. Let's summon demons. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: I actually do whatever. Re- like, if that were a real book, I want to read that.
0: I do
2: too. <laughs> so, Anyways.
3: Going back to Swain. So, it's it's really just a festival honoring the dead. And that's really what you see in other cultures today. They don't do, like, the ghosts and the ghouls and the trick-or-treating. They, a lot of countries still do this parades and respect for the dead and, you know, that, that kind of thing. So that's Mm -hmm. something that's been happening for a while. Yeah. But one of the things from Swain that the Catholics took and kind of ran with, and then of course, modern culture has made a huge deal of is mumming, which is a weird word to say mumming M U M M I N G. Mm -hmm. And that is when, people would dress up in costume, go from house to house and they would recite a poet, a specific poetry verse in order to get food. Hmm. So it's not like candy it's it's like a whole ass meal. Like so mm. you recite these four lines of po- poetry and here's this bowl of I don't know potatoes or something like I don't know what food they gave them but so yeah people would dress up in costume and go door to door to get food.
1: Where um, where are we at in the timeline with that?
3: So like I said, this is still okay in those ninth century writings.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
3: So the the Christians weren't doing that, but they the Celts were. Okay. So Christians were still just being all like polite and respectful mm-hmm. about the dead, and, you know, praying for the people in purgatory, and the Celts were out here getting free food. <laughs> so I don't know. You tell me <laughs> which one's better. <laughs> purgatory
0: Um, free food purgatory right Eh, it can go either way
2: i
3: mean from my understanding of the religion basically everybody goes to purgatory so like you're gonna get that eventually anyway just be patient
0: Hmm.
2: you'll die
3: soon and then you'll go to purgatory (laughs)
0: don't (laughs) worry you'll be dead soon (laughs)
3: Um, so actually you can't see it but i did wear a special shirt just for this occasion yeah um but it says historian i'd like you better if you were dead
2: which actually that's
1: cute
3: don't get to wear this shirt out in public a lot because people look at you real bad when you're wearing a shirt that says you you should die and then I like you but weird okay
0: because the bible belt and yeah we're we're known for our sense of humor and acceptance of other people who practice something other than christianity (laughs) yeah totally like
3: nation's leader in in those two categories Actually, I get a lot better feedback when I wear my Lizzie Borden shirt, which seems weird, but okay. (laughs) Um, So, Swain was also a really good time for Divination. And I don't know if either of you have ever heard of Brambrack. No. I think I'm saying that right. No. Uh, If anybody speaks, what is it, Celtic or Gaelic? Correct me. Barmbrack. It's barnbrack. So, Barmbrack is a fruitcake. Not like our Christmas fruitcakes. Mm-hmm. Just Google it. It looks better than our Christmas fruitcakes. But you also put stuff inside of them when you bake them. Like coins and buttons and rings and pieces of cloth. Um, things that if you swallow them, they will kill you. So... <laughs> I'm not really sure, I guess, so, I mean, I guess the closest thing we would have would be the king cake around Marty. Right,
2: yeah, that's that's what I was thinking.
3: You get the little baby Jesus in it. Right. First of all, don't, don't bake goods with hard plastic (laughs) things in them, because why would you do that to somebody you like, but. All of these little things that they would put in there would have specific meanings for whoever got that slice of cake. So, like, David, if you got a slice of cake that had a green pea in it,
2: mm-hmm.
3: like, that would mean that you would not get married for another year. But you're already married, so you really don't have to worry about that. That's kind of cool. Well, that's um, cool. <laughs> yeah. So getting a piece of cloth in your cake meant that you're going to be poor for the entire next year. Um, excellent
0: that's no new news
3: (laughs) (laughs) i don't really understand why cloth means you're going to be poor though because Hmm. i don't know so some of them are obvious a ring means you're going to get married within the next year a coin means you're going to be you're going to be rich Mm -hmm. my personal favorite if you bite into your cake and pull out a matchstick because I guess we're really like genuinely trying to choke people with little small splinters of wood, a matchstick represented beating your wife, meaning that your marriage was not going to be happy for the next year. And I don't appreciate how they quickly went from (laughs) fire starter to beating your wife. Those seem like jumps. It just, it's a wild jump to me.
1: Really setting the tone for the year.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, I got the matchstick again. Honey, you better watch out. Go out into the yard and get a switch.
1: I have to. I got the matchstick.
3: <laughs> right? How terrible is that? Like, what the fuck? The, the Lord says it says it so, so I'm going to beat you
2: the ass. Right. <laughs> like, our ranch. religion
3: says that I've got to beat you for this entire year.
2: My God. That's
3: not. That's not okay. We're not. Classy. You stay classy, <gasps> planet Earth. <laughs> right. Humans. Welcome to human history. Yeah. We've been avoiding staying classy since creation. The dawn of time. Yeah. Yeah. So bonfires were also huge. You want to light a big bonfire with a lot of smoke. It just has a lot of sacred meaning, essentially. Um, But a tradition that I really, I really like, actually. So. You know, you light this big bonfire, you party all night, it's fantastic, it's amazing. At the end of the night, everybody takes a log with the bonfire, still burning, back to their house, and they light their home fire with it. Mm -hmm. And that gives you sacred sacred protection for the winter. Mm -hmm. Which, Hmm. again, this is a time period when you lit a fire all day, every day. You always had a fire burning. I don't care if it is July in Tennessee and it's 1830 and air conditioning is like a hundred years off. You have a fire going in the fireplace Hmm. and fuck that. Fuck all of that. So that,
0: that log that you would bring in, Mm -hmm. uh, would you then like relight that log and use it for, uh, for, uh, stoking your fire? Or is that like a special keepsake, log that you would set aside and and like stare at
1: you or put your down. wife with it. You <laughs> and hit just, the <laughs> shit out of your wife with
0: that log. <laughs> that yeah if you, laugh, if you drew, jumped. If you drew the matchstick then boy you better watch out. <laughs> 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 <Just> chuck the <laughs> whole women. log in. I know.
3: Um you you would not take the log home and stare at it and think fondly of it. Um it's gonna burn up overnight. Like this is not like an actual sacred never ending log. Um, It's organic. (laughs) It's going to burn. So yeah, it's going to burn out over the night, but you did, you want to start your fire with the bonfire because the bonfire is special and sacred and has power to protect you. So you take the fire home basically.
2: Hmm.
3: And since you can't put a fire in a to go box, they just take the log back to their house.
1: So we got the, <laughs> so we got like the burial mounds and the fire and stuff like that. So, yeah, how do we move forward like how did that come over to here? I assume it came through like England over to our side, right?
3: Um sort of yeah. So I mean the the Romans as they do like just kind of steamrolled over everything, but the Romans already had their own competing festivals at roughly that same time of year because it's all the same autumn kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But so the Romans had their own festivals and then they started, you know, conquering the world and then they, they come into the Celtic territory and they're just like, you guys are doing this. We're going to do this too. Like, cool, whatever. We're, we're all doing this now, but you also like the Romans pretended it was this great exchange of festivals, Mm -hmm. but Not so much. Um, (laughs) And actually, one of the things in my notes I almost forgot about. Um, So the Roman goddess of fruits and trees was Pomona. Because, again, the Greeks and the Romans, essentially the same gods, just with different names. And they had a god kind of for everything. Um, Again, side note, tangent. One of my favorite Greek gods is Harpocrates, who was the god of silence. So, like, that was... Cool god right there. That was in the wheelhouse. Um, sign, I want to say, was the goddess of secrets. Like, there's just a bunch of... just They're just random. They're just out there. But Pomona was the goddess of fruits and trees. And her symbol was the apple. So, every year during their festival, you would bob for apples in honor of Pomona. So... Mm. I don't really feel like people bob for apples anymore but i feel like we all know what that is yeah the last time i bobbed for apples i was a girl scout and i got kicked out so fast of the girl Scouts. so that was like one very specific six month period of my life that i bobbed for apples
0: well, was no, it because uh, you weren't a lesbian
3: um so apparently in the girl Joke. scouts well <laughs>
2: Yeah, well,
1: we had a good run on this podcast. <laughs> I'm glad to be the last episode.
2: Um,
3: no, apparently the the hokey pokey is a giant deal in Girl Scouts. At least it wasn't my troop, Sure. and I refused to do the hokey pokey at like seven because you didn't even want then to I
0: turn yourself around.
3: Well, even then I thought it was fucking stupid. So <laughs> it's because it is fucking stupid. Exactly. And I told them that. And they didn't like that either. So. (laughs) But. Just just imagine seven-year-old Ashley being like, this is fucking stupid. Basically, another fun fact about me, my very first word, the very first word I ever spoke in my entire life as a wee tiny little baby was shit. (laughs) So, Of course it was. Welcome to me. Uh, Uh, But yeah, if you tell the Girl Scouts that the Hokey Pokey is fucking stupid, they kick you out you can't ever come back and you also don't get to sell their cookies anymore, which I'm going to put air quotes around sell because I ate them. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, so you've got Swain and then the Romans come in and they kind of change the festival a little, like they add the bobbing for apples and some of their other kind of location specific festivals to Swain. So now you've got like this cluster over there. But then back in Europe, like the Catholics are Catholicing, And in 609, Pope Boniface IV created All Martyrs Day, which was just specific for people who were killed because they were Christian. And Pope Gregory III expanded that later on, just for All Saints. So that is All Saints Day, which is november 31st or Mm -hmm. october 31st um so then you've got uh so halloween technically all hallows eve whatever it's all saints day november 1st is or wait maybe november 1st is all saints november 2nd is all souls um so the christians and the romans are basically doing the same thing Whenever the Christians move into an area, they look at the, cu- the local customs of the area and then they start kind of like elbowing with people like, okay, well, your religion is like super wrong. Like everything you believe is stupid and fake, but our stuff's real, but it just so happens that our stuff is like your stuff, except ours is real. That's the only difference. Um, so again, a lot of the Easter traditions with the Easter bunny, because there were, there were no rabbits at the crucifixion. Like... No giant chocolate ones, anyway. You don't know that. (laughs) I was not there. Fair. Like, that's accurate. (laughs) Um, But the Christmas tree, again, is another pagan thing that the Mm -hmm. Christians were Mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't know about that, but we can do it. Um, Another, again, kind of delving back into that territory, but the Holy Trinity is a pagan idea. It was a way sort of yeah, ish it's polytheistic Christians were moving into areas of people who believed in multiple gods, like the Greeks and the Romans, the Egyptians um, and some of the surrounding cultures. And they were like, you guys have so many gods. We only have one, (laughs) but there's three. If that's easier for you to believe there's three, but it's just, but it's three. Just, (laughs) just saying. So, It was just kind of a way to get polytheists more comfortable with the idea of monotheism and the idea of one God. So as Christians started moving into some of these areas that had multi, a lot of different gods and they had these different festivals, they were just like, that is not right. But also you can still do that with our religion. Just you have to renounce that and then do our thing. Which is just like that, but different. So <laughs>
2: um,
3: so All Souls Day, November 2nd, honors the faithful dead. That's the baptized dead. And it's just a day to pray for people in purgatory, essentially. Um, All Saints Day, which, eh, I don't know, depending, it gets murky. October 31st is All Hallows' Eve and... November 1st. Sorry, I'm babbling at this point. I'm so sorry. Here, like, I, actually wrote, I actually
1: wrote this down. Um, trying to keep this straight in my head. Yeah, let's see. The church co-opted and turned it to All Saints Day that October 31st. I think they called it La Maria or something like that. Um, So La
3: Muerte is different. Spanish, oh. Latin American.
1: Whatever. I'm getting across, but it was uh, October 31st no, and they moved it to November 1st. Calling it All Hallows Day, which yes. gave us All Hallows Eve on the 31st, which right. Halloween or Hallows that's Eve right. Halloween. Yes. I think that's See, Halloween.
3: you didn't need me. You've got, you've totally got this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I heard David was bringing in a ringer. He's going to muscle me out of the podcast. So I really <laughs> leaned into the research on this one. Yes. I watched half you a YouTube video. You it's the most wonderful
3: worth. time of the year. So yeah. like, how could you not get in the spirit? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I should have been, I guess more honest up front. This super early period is not my area of specialty. I'm very murky on it. I knew broad strokes and I had to go in and do s- some more specific research to like actually have something to talk about because I knew like very broad strokes. But we're going to we're going to skip forward. Several centuries into a period I'm much more comfortable with, quite frankly, and will very likely derail very often. Just (laughs) FYI, fast forward if you don't give a shit. Um, So (laughs) just this multiple celebrations by different traditions and like Christians moving in and kind of co-opting things. We're just going to do for a couple of hundred years, like or a thousand or so. Then we get to North America in the 1600s this is my time period this this is where i shine um so in early colonial north america so again everything from the 1600s to really the the declaration of independence in the 1700s although historians like to play fast and loose with exactly what the colonial period is there's no hard and fast date of when the colonial period started and stopped Most of the colonial settlers, when I say colonial, that is white people living in the (laughs) north. Um, And one of, I think, one of the cooler things about this time and period in history, actually, with a direct connection to today, if you were in England in the 16 and 1700s and wanted to come to the United States, we weren't the United States, North America, at the time depending on where you lived in England, that would decide which part of North America you went to. So if you were in Northern England, you went to the Northern portion, like Maine, Massachusetts, all of those settlers Hmm. were from North England. And they have a very different accent from South Englanders who came to Virginia and the coastal States, which is why our accents are different today.
0: Interesting.
3: Um, it, it's all dependent on our ancestors and actually linguistically, from what I understand, and if anybody is an expert in this, please correct me if I'm wrong. The southern accent is more close to the ancestral English accent. It's not exact, obviously. Like British people in the 1700s didn't walk around saying y'all
2: all the time. <laughs> they but didn't? It's,
3: linguistically, it's, it's a lot closer. Um, but yeah, so that that Yankee accent we tend to think of that New York accent is a throwback to North England, hmm, completely okay. separate. Hmm. So the Puritans, the fucking
1: Puritans, sons of and bitches.
3: They were sons of bitches. So you know England had was going through their Great Reformation, and they've got they got off the Catholic system in the 1500s with King Henry the eighth, because he wanted to marry and divorce literally every woman he came across. Um, because he could not produce boy children. So he just, you know, went on a, a murder spree. Essentially. Uh, there were literally like women, know. right. There were literally women, women who ran screaming when he proposed because they <laughs> knew what was up. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And also towards the end of his life. It, it wasn't good. It did not look good. Um, he had festering sores. On his legs that were just. Like open festering. Wounds that had been there for 30 years. He was very fat. He had lost a lot of teeth. His breath was constantly gross. Um, the pure, So he brought in. The Church of England. Which is like Catholic light. Catholic With the parts that said that he couldn't divorce anybody he wanted thrown out, basically. So he became the supreme protector of the Church of England. And the Puritans were just like, you know what? Fuck this. We really like oppressing people. And the Church of England says we have to be nice to people that we don't want to be nice to. So fuck you. We're leaving. Like we're going to a whole other country and we're going to talk shit to everybody we come across. (laughs) So... The Puritans were, they were a lot. They had a lot of very, to our modern sensibility anyway, a lot of very strange beliefs and practices. And they really, really loved beating people. Um, Okay. Just basically everything you did in Puritanism was wrong. And just, they outlawed any sort of fun. Uh, And again, it's one of those things, like I said, I think I've got in the notes, talking back to your parents was a beating. Skipping church was a beating.
1: That's a paddling.
3: You just just got punched in the throat. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's that's Puritanism. Um, Yeah, I mean, pretty much anything that you think is, is fun... And sometimes religious things, like they didn't like some religious things. They didn't, they didn't love music. Um, I don't know, just not a fun group. They had their pluses and minuses,
1: I'm sure. This is the plot to Dirty Dancing. <laughs> they,
3: they kind of, honestly, they might have been the inspiration of Footloose. I'm not sure. Oh
1: wait, Footloose. Which one is yeah. it? Which one is the town uh, with the stiff people? Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. And
3: John Lithgow. S- you,
1: yeah, there you,
0: you said dirty dancing, but I, in my mind, I was picturing... You knew, I, you knew what I meant. <laughs> I knew what you're... You, I, I smell what the rock is cooking.
3: Listen, nobody puts baby in a corner. Yes. Particularly <laughs> if that baby is a Puritan, because that baby will beat your ass to get out of the corner. Right. So, Eat that baby um, into the sun. So the, <laughs> <laughs> I have so many things. I, I, on topic. Um... So one of the Puritan beliefs was predestination. They believed that, well, and I don't even know if there actually are practicing Puritans anymore. I don't see how that's a thing, but okay. But they believed that, like a lot of other religions believe, that before you're born, God already knows if you're going to heaven or hell. And there's really not much of anything that you can do in your life to change that. And that's how they lived their entire lives. Because the belief is if you're predetermined, God is going to tell you, he's going to send you signs. He's going to, he's going to show you that you're meant to go to heaven or go to hell. So this is a group of people with terrible hygiene, complete lack of medicine, um, a high infant mortality rate, a high childbirth death rate. Like, ugh. people are dying all the time and they're dying young ish comparatively. Um you know, one thing in history, you're always going to have people who make it to 70 or 80 years old, even if the life expectancy is 35. Right. They're just the ones skewing it, basically.
0: There's just a lot of infant death that's yes, dragging those numbers down.
3: Bring the numbers down constantly. So the Puritans constantly were looking for a sign from God that either they were going to heaven or going to hell. Um, they go to these incredibly long church services where they were being told that we're all sinners in the hands of an angry God and it's just legit fire and brimstone.
1: Jesus. <laughs>
3: I can't. Honestly, if I lived in this type of society, I would be like, I know that you want me to go feed the pigs, but literally what's the fucking point? I'm going <laughs> to die. And according to you, the devil is everywhere. And like, I don't understand what the point of any of this is. If I'm just like going to die and go to hell, like. I'm not, fuck your farm work. I'm not doing it.
1: That really was the tone of the time. Like the devil was like always in the woods. They were scared of the woods. Obviously they were scared of the natives and that's where they prefer to hide. Um, But the devil was everywhere and in everything.
3: Literally Um, goats. People needed goats because goats provide a lot of things for humans, you know, meat, uh, cheese, milk, like all of that. And goats are cheaper than cattle. So it's easier to have goats, but also go to the devil. So like, what are you supposed to do there?
2: <laughs>
3: you either don't eat or you raise the devil. <laughs> like, it, It's a weird. Don't eat or raise the devil. What a, what a cross section of choices. <laughs> yeah. Like out of all the shitty choices. Um, so <laughs> I promise this is relevant. So one of the first things that Puritans did when they left England so that they could oppress people's religion and religious ideas, because that's the founding of America, is some of the first, not the first, but some of the first white people who come over here, come over here so that they can oppress larger groups of people without the government telling them to stop. Um, They they found no scriptural justification for christmas so it was banned jesus's birthday was banned mm. in early america so like
0: jesus. i just jesus
1: all right
3: how how hardcore how like hard in the
0: paint do you have to go into your religion to be like
3: nah fam like christ ain't christian enough for this shit <laughs> birth of Christ. So their justification, and I actually kind of get it, their justification is that yes, the Bible does talk about the birth of Christ, but it doesn't say when, first of all, which I think actually it kind of does, but whatever. But the larger justification for them was everybody else around the world is celebrating Christmas, and they're all getting drunk, and they're all fucking, and we're not doing that. So (laughs) the... That's For the them. party I
0: want to go to. I'm going
1: to walk into a right. Cracker Barrel and say that. So you're, <laughs> you're not a real American if you believe in this Christmas shit. The first <laughs> Americans, they would have hated this. Watch your grandma <laughs> have they a would stroke.
3: Have put, put you in the stocks and beaten you. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, I mean, celebrating Christmas in Puritan America was a punishable offense, it was a law in the United States, in particularly in the Northeast, that there was no Christmas. Because during Christmas people only got drunk and had sex and the Puritans are not about that, so there's no Christmas. Which, oh, by the way, is the story of how I accidentally told a group of small children, I think they were like second or third graders, that there's no Santa Claus. Damn. One of the rougher
1: <laughs> Damn moments, dog.
3: Of my life. (laughs) Yeah. So I was doing, I was doing a tour at the State Museum. So I'm like, in my printer's costume, I had just talked to him about how you run a printing press in the 1700s and like, just going through it step by step. And they're just like, amazed because it's this giant machine, basically. But anyway, in the old museum, the printing press was right around the corner from our stocks. And you could open the stock and get in it and pose for pictures. And it was always super fun. But one of these little kids was like, well, what is that for? And I told him it's a stock. It's a form of punishment. You get locked in there. um, And depending on your crime, like you might just be in there for a couple of hours until your legs fall asleep and you pee yourself. Or alternately, like if you stole somebody's horse, they would nail your ears to the stocks, Mm. then cut your ears off. And then leave you there for a little while like that. Uh, oh, and then they brand you with a T on your cheek. So they like burn the letter T into your cheek. So and then they, they after a couple hours, let you go because you're burnt and now you're you're, you're physically listening. maimed. <laughs> So, like, sure, go ahead, try and make a life for yourself. Totally great.
0: And there's no like uh, vaccines or anything like that for people to refuse to get. So Right. Um there's not yeah. even
3: a tetanus shot.
0: Right. So it's not like they're gonna live for much longer, anyways. Yeah,
3: your days are numbered. Yeah. Um honestly, <laughs> I don't understand how more people didn't die of shock. But um and my dumbass is just like Yeah, I mean, at one point, because it was it was around Christmas. It was like at one point in time celebrating Christmas was illegal in the United States. And these little kids were like, oh, my God, nobody got presents. And this poor one little boy, I still remember he was blonde haired and he was wearing a red shirt. And that's all I remember of him, because pretty quickly he started crying. And I was like, I got to I can't stick around for this.
2: Um,
1: And that's my lunch break. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
3: and it's top. uh but he like raised his little hand and he was like so none of those children got presents from santa claus and i was just like forgot about santa claus um i was like yeah he just he just had to fly over he he just couldn't stop like he wasn't cleared for landing he threw the,
0: the presents States. out of the sleigh
3: <laughs> and
1: like the UN dropping bags of rice. He's kicking them over the side.
3: <laughs> like, it's perfect.
0: a Santa Claus drive-by. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and this kid was like, well, I mean, did they even believe in Santa Claus? And I was like, no, they didn't believe in Santa Claus. And he's like, well, they didn't get presents anyway. And I was like, yeah, nobody got presents. And the kid was like, what do you mean nobody got presents? And I was like, nobody in North America got presents? And he, like, straight up just looked at me, and he was like, we were having a moment where he wasn't, like, entirely sure what was happening, because he felt like he asked a simple question, and I was trying to avoid the answer, and this small child was aware of it. And I was like, yeah, Santa Claus was illegal in the United States, because I'm an idiot. Like, I just made it worse, because I'm an idiot. And he's like, Santa Claus was illegal? And I was like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Like... Mm -hmm. He's fine with it. (laughs) And this kid just like stared at me and then just kind of started crying. And I was just like, what did I do? Mm -hmm. Why is the choker? I thought I I thought I was successfully extricating myself. But then the kid was like, there's no Santa Claus. He's not real. He can't be illegal if he's real. (laughs) So the teacher was just like, everybody leave. We're all going to leave. Let's go to the bus. (laughs) Also, that is not my worst story from the museum of oh things I have said to children that I wish I had never said to children. Uh, so,
0: that is wonderful.
3: So, yeah, uh, Halloween. So, anyway, yeah. obviously, if the Puritans are not going to celebrate Christmas, which is, you know, the Lord's Savior, they're not going to celebrate the dead people. Like no. they're, they're, they're so over death, quite they, frankly. like They
0: clearly don't give a fuck about anything.
3: Absolutely not. No, they're just, they're all just so busy trying to figure out who's the devil. Where's the devil? Is the goat the devil? Is my neighbor the devil? (laughs) Am I the devil? Like that's just their whole existence. Let me eat this bread and cheese while I figure out who the devil is. I think,
1: I think too, wasn't uh, uh, Halloween pretty debaucherous, you know, over Oh yeah. before it came over, it was pretty, you know, pretty rowdy and pretty dangerous. Like people died. I mean So of course they're not gonna, basically they're not gonna be every down holiday. for holiday. Yeah. They're not gonna be down for that. Even,
3: and that's the one thing that amazes me, even religious holidays. Like like I said, Christmas was just a time to get drunk and fuck. So we've done this with like all of the holidays. It turns into let's get drunk. And honestly, if you live in Europe in the fifteen hundreds, I don't blame you.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like
3: drink all you want because you really can't escape that life, (laughs) but just live your life in an alcoholic haze because what else have you got going on besides the pigs? (laughs) Um, So, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So the Puritans were really in the far North of the United of what's now the United States. So the further South you move, the more normal people are quite frankly, it's just the, puritans in the north who are like fuck everything we're focused on the devil we've got to figure this devil thing out and everybody else was just doing whatever um, quite frankly <laughs> and i mean the fact of the matter is that a lot of people came to the united states to get away from the church of england and their policies and that particular religion so they came over here they didn't have to go to church four or five times a week unless you were puritan and then you went every single day um, so they were again the further south you move the kind of more relaxed people were particularly because the people moving out into these remote areas were remo- were moving to the remote areas to get the fuck away from other people to do whatever they wanted so Halloween it just like I said not in the far north but everywhere else Halloween was just like Europe like parties and bonfires and Once the gun is introduced to the United States, shooting off guns during holidays was just like the thing to do. You shoot all your bullets. Mm -hmm. Still is. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, welcome to the South.
1: They're not doing it. They're not doing it now. Have you priced ammo lately? Good God.
3: Oh, God. I know. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I'm not pleased with it, but it's okay. I would So, So, you know, like I said, in Europe, you had that kind of mixed group of celts and romans and catholicism but here you've got white europeans natives and africans who all three have very different religious views and very different views of how to celebrate and appease the dead so they're just kind of all mixing together it's in history the theory is called the middle ground like there was a it wasn't always white Cowboys and Indians, basically, which I absolutely hate that term. But it wasn't always cowboys and Indians out to kill each other. Sure. They were trading goods. The natives were teaching the Europeans how to live in this country. And the Europeans were showing natives how to die from foreign diseases that they'd never been introduced to.
2: <laughs>
3: so, like, that's just the trade. Mm. Um, so here it became a lot more about the harvest, which it was in Swain too, but just they did more with the dead than we were doing here in the 16 and 1700s. It was just corn shucking and let's like go pick pumpkins. Cause it's that time of year. They were doing like traditional fall, what we think of traditional fall things, right. essentially um, they, they were telling ghost stories, which I think the fact that we've been telling ghost stories in this country for bare minimum, at least 300 years is pretty awesome. I mean, let's be honest. The stories that they told were, they're not scary, but (laughs) they were back then. Um, You know, telling fortunes was still a thing. Telling fortunes was a thing really up until the 1920s with that big rise of spiritualism and mediums. And then people were just kind of like, eh, I'm over this. (laughs) So we don't like telling fortunes is not that big of a deal now. Um, I will say I went to the Bellwitch home and cave on Halloween. Um, I think we got there right before midnight and they had like this, I say a whole event. There were not a lot of people there. (laughs) Um, There were a lot of staff. There were not a lot of attendees. Um, So we got our fortune read. My tarot card before we went into the supposedly haunted cave, which was less haunted than I wanted it to be. Um, so whatever. <laughs> I, I spent the entire tour fucking with the people in my group. <laughs> so, so it's I don't know if y'all have ever been in the Bell Witch Cave. I highly recommend going. It's super cool. Red River Canoe is just down the road. Like you can make a whole day of it.
0: I, I think amazing. I I think I went on a school field trip. Uh, maybe in middle school, I want to say. Um, Y'all had better school
3: trips than we did. We just went to the Hermitage every year. It was boring <laughs> as fuck.
2: Yeah,
0: same. Uh, we, I mean, we, we did that as well. Um, I remember like all of the class getting super pumped for it. They're like, yeah, the Hermitage. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I live in Hermitage. Like, so I had no idea what, I, I didn't know that there was a, the Hermitage. Like, I just
3: lived in Hermitage. You just thought the bus was just going to drop him off on Andrew Jackson Parkway and, like, come him up three hours <laughs> later? At, yeah, at I was like, hut. so are we going to <laughs> Kroger? <laughs> oh, God, not the Hermitage Kroger. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Um. Yeah, and they're like, no, David, like, you fucking idiot. It's, it's the where house. the president used to live. And I'm like, what's a president? <laughs> <laughs> just continuing with my idiocy like for 5 hours um you could tell that i was a stellar a student across the board um throughout yes. my entire scholastic career i believe that yeah i was a real so. asshole <laughs> <laughs> anyways back to halloween um
3: trying to remember where i left off um hold on uh
0: the bell oh, Witch oh the bell and, Witch cape um, yes yeah, so and the puritans Not, in the 1600s and okay well those AIDS are several different smallpox and indians
3: we can talk about all of those <clears throat> i i have very passionate feelings about all of those subjects okay um because actually medical history is my field of specialty mm. particularly early american medical history so like we can talk about some terrible mistakes that we have made okay. over the last 300 years. jesus christ
2: um
1: you uh you listen to sawbones I do not. I'll send it to you. Ooh, yes. Keep please. going.
3: I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, but let's, yeah, so... let's get through Halloween first. Okay, yeah, <laughs> sorry. All right, I'm going to abandon my Bellwitch story. Like I said, I just spent the entire tour fucking with the very gullible people in my group because there was nothing else happening in that cave and I was not pleased with it because I paid $10 to go in there and for $10 I want to see a ghost do a fucking dance. But anyway, so... <laughs> You go through the United States. I'm going to kind of focus specifically on the United States for a little bit, and then we can talk about uh, those Facebook questions that we got. So, specifically in the United States, in the 19th century, which, if you're not good with that numbering system, that's the 1800s, we went through several religious revivals. Um, there were just spiritual awakenings left and right, you know, camp revivals and that whole going back to that old time religion sort of thing. And I think that's why Halloween was not really a thing throughout the 1800s. It just, I mean, people still did their harvest parties, but it wasn't Halloween. Like we would really remember it. There's no, there's no trick or treating. There's no going from house to house to get food. It's, it's really just about the harvest and the farm. Um, Till till the a giant immigration wave of Irish immigrants come over.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, All the
3: drunks. I mean, we don't have to like say it that way.
2: <laughs>
1: My people.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: My people. Um, which is why I said
3: it. I was gonna say, if we're if we're talking about stereotypes, there is a terrible, probably untrue stereotype about how Irishmen like to beat their wives, which I think is where that barmbrack came from you know you've got the matchstick and the cake that says you can beat your wife that's an irish tradition so classy um but anyway in the 1830s and 1840s literally millions of irish people moved to the united states because of the potato famine and a lot of destabilization in ireland so they came over here Right. Looking for better opportunities and, and better lives and all of that shit. But they're also bringing their culture with them like every group of immigrants has done, essentially. And the, my favorite custom that they bring is All Hallows Eve. So they bring their modernized version of Swain here to the United States. And then you get into the Victorian period like they kind of hit at the right place at the right time. The Victorian period starts in the 1840s, and that's when shit gets weird. Like, just, the Victorians were, I don't know, they were weird. They do all my favorite things. Um, The Victorians are, are really most known for this kind of cult of death sort of thing. And so memento mori became a very big thing, which memento mori is Latin for remember that you must die. So it's, it's just an idea you're supposed to carry with you. Like none of this technically matters because you're going to die one day. It's totally fine. Just do whatever you want. You're going to die, but just be ready for that death essentially. And then you've got the civil war, which wiped out 2% of America's population. And I mean, there was death everywhere. Everybody was used to death. And then the soldiers who came home, were drug addicts quite frankly so the first rehabilitation centers in the united states open up after the civil war to kind of cope with all these soldiers who had gotten addicted to morphine and alcohol and things during the war anyway i promise this has something to do with halloween so when you get to the late 1800s you've got a group of people who are still a lot of them very either mentally physically or financially traumatized by the civil war death is everywhere like you're going to die from something. I mean, there's a lot of weird deaths in the late 1800s, people (laughs) tripping and falling on rakes, falling down wells, getting gored by animals. Like it, they did some weird shit. And so anyway, that's kind of the Victorians kind of revived those old customs of the bonfires and the trick or treating and costume parties and parades and just celebrating death just being so excited Um, because again, that isn't a part of their everyday life and it's kind of a part of their religion. You're all going to die someday. So why not dress up and tell ghost stories now?
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Not really sure how the two correlate, but that's what they do. So, we just kind of do that, and I sent you guys some pictures of costumes from the late 1800s and early yeah. 1900s, because this shit is genuinely terrifying. Like, you want a nightmare? <clears throat> Look at these fucking pictures. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to put them up on Facebook or anything. Yes,
0: I, I will put these up on um, – mm. I'll put these up on the website on the, uh, the episode um, – episode page of the website and i'll also put them up on social media so facebook instagram and twitter so that
1: i like this one lady wearing roller skates
0: yeah i legit (laughs) did not know that uh roller skating was Mm -hmm. uh, a thing like and those look like some legit roller skates like that is not a shoe with like four wheels attached to it (laughs) (laughs) like that it that looks like a legit roller skate and I am impressed, but the look on her face is fucking terrifying. Like she, if she is not a ghost, like she, she might be a ghost that just saw a ghost. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, and another, I think super cool thing about this. So the Victorian era is about 1840 to and eh, 1910 or 1920, depending on who you ask, but it's 1910. <clears throat> um, and this was just a weird period. You know, there was a lot of, there were a lot of new inventions. We were modernizing machinery, the industrial age, reconstruction. Like, there's just a ton of shit happening. But photography was where we were making some of our biggest advances. Mm-hmm. So another thing to Google, hidden mother photographs. Um, they were also, photographers were also figuring out you could kind of play with the image a little bit to make people look headless. And those photos were all the rage. Like just a photo of somebody standing there holding their head in their, in their hands. Those photos were all the rage. Like they were doing some weird shit. And these costumes were absolutely a part of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all homemade. I have no idea what any of these people are supposed to be. And I don't know that any of them were supposed to be anything. But like, yeah, she just strapped some wheels on the bottom of her shoes and just <laughs> roller skated around the neighborhood. Just because she could. Amen, sister. Do it. Do it. So the one from... Well, it doesn't look like...
1: Hang on. I just yeah, I notes. just Googled hidden mother photography. Yeah. It says um, a genre common in the Victorian area in which young children were photographed with their mother present, but hidden in the photograph. I'm going to Google yeah. people holding their heads in Victorian photographs. Yeah, they're pretty awesome.
3: So the hidden mother photographs are kind of creepy to me. Like if you go to images... Because the idea is, you want the mom there to keep the baby calm, or else the baby's going to start screaming and just with exposure rates and everything with oh here we joy go photographs. These are fun. <laughs> yeah, the, the head and the hands one. They're always they always do something like fun. Like I've seen people holding their own head like a football. I yeah, know. this
1: was cool.
2: They
3: were just doing the most um but the hidden mother photographs the mom would sit in a chair and they would cover her with like this thick sort of tapestry cloth and then put the baby in her lap so the mom was supposed to be the chair that the baby was sitting in but like you can always see human figures you can always see
1: <laughs> pull, pull, pulling features. the old slughorn on them huh
3: right um <laughs> and honestly <laughs> my
1: <Fucking nerd>.
2: okay. <laughs>
0: Did, wait, did all three of us get that joke? Yeah. Ashley, did you get that joke? Maybe. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, like, first I, I was like, Slughorn? Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah,
0: that's from my favorite <laughs> Harry Potter book. Yes.
3: Anyway. <laughs> so, while I'm on this little tangent about Victorian photography, postmortem photography is the one that fascinates me the most. Ooh,
1: daguerreotypes.
3: Yeah, um, so postmortem postmortem photographs are, if you're not familiar, exactly what they sound like. They're pictures of dead people. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes the person had just died. It's my kink. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole separate word for that. Um,
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I guess there is. Huh?
3: <laughs> <laughs> like that's a whole separate. <laughs> Um, oh, you know, leave it in I got, <laughs> I got nothing add to that
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus okay
2: <clears throat> but
3: I've also seen post-mortem photographs where the family was not very wealthy they had to save up money for a little while to get this photograph taken oh. which this is also around the time that we started using formaldehyde Um, and embalming people, not formaldehyde, but we were embalming people. Mm -hmm. So embalming was new and it was not, but it was also very expensive. So somebody put their poor dead mama in the ground, just had a whole funeral, put her in the ground. And then about six months later, when they could afford these pictures, dug her unembalmed ass back up and propped her up for a studio
1: photograph. Wow. Don't, don't Google postmortem photographs. It's a shocking amount of kids
3: oh yeah okay so i did forget about that uh yet yeah, because of the high infant mortality rate the majority of post-mortem photographs are of children Yeah. you can google postmortem photography not children Yep. Sh- done <laughs> and that. get some better results the one particular photograph i'm thinking of where the woman had been buried for about six months i mean she had rotted you could see like the eye socket was hanging there was a hole in her cheek you could see straight through to her teeth these people had no fucking chill. Like Mm. she's been in the ground for six months, but we're going to dig her back up and put her right in that chair because I need a picture of my mom. Oh my God. And that's just remember her in your heart. It's too much. So
1: full disclosure, if you'd Google not children on that, it doesn't fix it. So just don't Google
3: it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I am in, I will say I'm in several post-mortem photography facebook groups oh my and god of, of course the, you
0: are ashley of
3: course right you are. because why wouldn't i be like <laughs> that's weird um and i think at least one of them has the rule no children like you are not allowed to show photos of of infants particularly or toddlers like it has to be adult mm-hmm. post-mortem photographs right so like this is just what we do in the United States. We trick or treat, we tell ghost stories. Some places do revive the fortune telling, but it's more of a jokey sort of right? whatever fun thing. And it, it gets rolled into the harvest. Um, so, I mean, we're still picking up with that Christian tradition of we celebrate this at one specific time of the year, but we're just, we just kind of forget that it's supposed to be a holy day to honor the dead and the martyrs and it's just like fall and spooky and fun and then by the by the time you get to the 1950s halloween is pretty set it's fairly commercialized it's definitely a kid's holiday you know there's adult halloween parties but it's not kind of like today it's not the same for adults as it is for kids Mm -hmm. because people will talk real shit to you if you're i don't know 38 years old and you show up on their doorstep trying to get some candy. <laughs> Not from experience. <laughs>
1: That's how you get to see the inside of a cop car.
3: Yep. Rude. They didn't have to call the cops is all I'm saying. I would have left. Um, <laughs> so then you get, you know, movies start to get better movie making and special effects start to get better. And then in the 1970s, you start getting the slasher flicks. And all of that just kind of molds together. And and that's Halloween as we know it. You know, it's the spooky, scary time of year. And I think a lot of it is it's starting to get darker earlier around mm-hmm. this time of year. Which is, you know, why Sawane was a thing. Because it's starting it to get darker earlier. Like, it's just the way the earth moves. But... I don't know, there's just, it's just the time of year for it. You go trick-or-treating, you tell ghost stories, it's getting colder, so it kind of makes sense to start doing fun, spooky things. Right. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Oh, That was awesome. That was a lot, sorry.
0: <clears throat> no, that was great. Um, I learned so much. Like, my brain is, uh, is filleth. Uh, it, my my <laughs> cup, my cup runneth over.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> super quickly, do you want me to answer the question about Halloween in other countries? Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Cause um, I, I kind of had a, an adjacent question about oh, yeah. Dia de los Muertes. Um, yes. How I know a lot of people have tried to chalk it up to, quote-unquote, Mexican Halloween. And I'm pretty (laughs) sure that is not correct. Wait, Is that
3: correct? Racism. Yeah. Um, It is not. It's not Mexican Halloween. Uh, So Dia de los Mortes is a Latin American festival, first Mm -hmm. of all. So it's it's not just that one country. There's like a whole ass bunch of them. Right.
1: Come on, man. You didn't see Coco? I
3: haven't seen it yet, no. I haven't seen it. Oh. My sister has. I'm sure she is obsessed with Disney and Pixar.
0: It's, so. it's lovely. Yeah, Keep I going. mean,
1: I'm gonna
3: watch it.
0: I uh, <laughs> I just haven't felt like crying my fucking eyes out lately. Oh, you'll do so, it. Yeah.
2: Um, okay, no, I'll pass. I'll,
0: uh, yeah. I cry.
1: I cry at anything though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe when I'm done with spooky season and I'm I'm done with watching people get stabbed in the face uh, with a machete. Um, I don't get that.
3: No, I see I would kind of feel like this might be the best time of year to watch that then because you can like sure. cleanse your soul with Friday the thirteenth. That doesn't sound like it should be a thing. But in my mind that's how it works. No. Nah, uh, that that is how it works.
1: <laughs> Keep going. Um, what is uh so, what's the deal with the... Uh...
3: So Dia de los Mortes, the Day of the Dead technically, yes, does start on mid at midnight on october 31st traditionally um with the belief being that's when the gates of the dead open Mm -hmm. so on november 1st for 24 hours so all day november 1st the departed souls of children can return and then they go away and then on november 2nd the souls of adults return but it's i mean as with everything it's it's kind of morphed and i'm Definitely not an expert on Latin America or Latin American traditions, but it is, it's a holiday to celebrate and remember the dead. Right. Um, food offerings, you know, that kind. Of, and that's one thing that's pretty consistent about different cultural celebrations. Um, they're not necessarily during the same period. They don't, you know, they don't always have kind of the same background, but there's always this respect of the dead and leave offerings for the ancestors and and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, fun fact: my wife, who's a first generation Cuban, uh, they don't have Halloween over there. Really, apparently, they don't mm-hmm. they don't have like that version of Dia de los Muertos or anything like that. It's just the regime over there wouldn't allow anything like that.
3: I was gonna say, I bet you anything, communism. Correct. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. that's what you're not said. allowed
3: to be happy about things in communism. Right.
1: <laughs> fun fact:
3: not how yeah. communism works. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, So, again, super quickly in Bulgaria. And again, if anybody is an expert in any of these things, I'm going to attempt to pronounce some of these things that may or may not be right. And I apologize if I'm butchering any of this. But I did Google pronounce most all of these things. So, blame me or blame Google. I don't know. (laughs) Kukiri. Kukeri um, Kukeri in Bulgaria is a 4,000-year-old festival. They've Holy been doing shit. this for 4,000 years. Wow. During the last week of January. So people will come from all over to one particular city, which is outside of the cap- capital city, which I think is Sofia. Um, they participate in a parade. And what I think is super cool is everybody dresses in a monster costume. And the monster costumes are distinct to the village. So one particular village will send people dressed in similar monster costumes to scare away the bad spirits for their village. But they'll everybody participates in this parade. It lasts for several days so that everybody has enough time to chase away the bad spirits. So that's what they do. Um, let's see. Let me think. Uh, I'm looking through some of these notes that I have. So... There's another one um, in the Philippines that I thought I was brave enough to pronounce. I'm not. (laughs) So the (laughs) Filipino version is very similar to North American Halloween. Um, So there are actually 22 countries that have a Halloween pretty similar to ours.
2: Okay.
3: Theirs is one of them. And again, it's a children's holiday. They go door to door. They sing. They ask for prayers for people who are in purgatory. And it's it's a lot more of a trick-or-treat type thing now. And in Japan, since about 1998, the Kawasaki Halloween parade is like a huge deal. Hmm. People come from all over the world. I think the average number since they started is about 4,000 people who dress up in Halloween costumes and parade. And because it's Japan, there are very tight, strict regulations about who can and cannot parade and what you can and cannot do while you're there. Uh, but Japan doesn't really have any kind of a Halloween type thing. And I think that's mostly based out of the fact that their traditional three main religions are Shinto, Buddhism, and Confucianism, which are nature religions. So there's no, like, God or devil to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. Like, the spirits of the dead are everywhere anyway all the time. Like, it's it's just totally fine.
0: Right. Um, I, I, so, um, it's interesting you, you say that, um, I think, I mean, I'm not saying like, Oh, actually like, uh, so I have a a couple friends. Um, my, one of my good friends, Dustin, who, uh, I've been friends with basically since I moved here from California when I was like seven years old, um, him and his wife, Jessica, they went to live in Japan for it had to be close to 10 years and they said that the halloween parties that they would throw would be like the most lit really like every single out of any other holiday that they would celebrate like they would invite like a bunch of people and people would show up i'm like like did you guys just like have a lot of friends they'd be like yeah
3: people just like celebrating halloween and i'm like that's kind of cool. I'm fascinated by that because I got a little intoxicated when I was researching this. Why? <laughs> and I just genuinely could not believe that Japan did not have like a set traditional kind of Halloween type of thing. So I, went I down a whole rabbit hole and I found nothing about this. And I'm so happy that you told me that.
0: So I do know that they lived in a more uh, rural area part of japan like it, it wasn't like uh like tokyo or you know yeah. somewhere that that was like heavily popul- populated it was more of a uh I don't know, for lack of better words more rural uh you know suburbanized type mm-hmm. area i guess um but yeah i, I mean I, I i do remember them mentioning that they would they would throw big halloween parties every year because a ton of people would show up so so wait so cool. they showed up
1: because they had never seen something like that before
0: i i don't think so i i think i mean i guess it's possible I'll, So I'll, I'll have to talk to dustin again to get more information because it has been a few years since uh we got together and he told me about this um but yeah i'll i'll talk to him and i'll um regurgitate on yeah 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 respective i'd like to medias. know that's
1: kind of cool i mean if if they brought something yeah. over there like we do this thing, maybe you guys will like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'll I'll talk to him and um I'll get the skinny so I'm not, like, misquoting or anything.
1: Kind of like the way we did with Johnny Rockets and they did with Pokemon cards. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're real thrilled about getting all the McDonald's.
1: <laughs> Everybody loves Nuggies. Yeah. <laughs> God.
0: Um, you see this, so, I mean, actually,
1: this is all I bring to the podcast, by the way.
3: <laughs> I love it. A plus. Yes. A plus. I'm good. A plus. I'm good with it. <laughs> I mean, so that's all I have about the history of Halloween. Like I'm.
1: Anybody want to take a guess at the oldest running Halloween parade in America?
3: It's got to be uh... Boston, right?
1: It's in the Northeast and I actually go to this place quite a bit. Hmm. I don't know. Allentown, Pennsylvania, apparently. Mm. It's been going on longer than a century.
3: Wow. Wow! Allentown.
1: That's a cursory Google search, so don't add me. I don't (laughs) care. (laughs) Yes, it's it's not that deep. No, it's not. (laughs) Um,
0: Well, uh, let's uh, what what we'll do is we'll hit our shit that doesn't suck segments and then peace out this bitch.
2: Shit that doesn't suck.
0: So, Ashley, I, you know, I kind of gave you the uh, lowdown on mm-hmm. this segment beforehand. But uh, for new listeners out there uh, that might still happen to be listening, uh, our shit that doesn't suck is basically our closing segment where we <laughs> throw out a recommendation um, of something that we had just recently watched or read or listened to or any any piece of media that we ingested uh, into our brainiums um okay and yeah. uh and you make that suggestion for others to uh to go partake in said media so um ashley do you have something on deck or do you need a minute
3: um i no, i'm good uh so two can i have two things you can have two things okay good no um no. <laughs> oh oh man <laughs> uh, so I'll be honest, I have not always been a podcast person. I've not always been an audiobook person until about three years ago. So now I'm just like tearing through them like this everything is the most exciting thing I've ever listened to. But here lately, ev- everything I do slash consume, slash think about is true crime for like the last two years, just obsessed with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um so I kinda have needed something a little bit lately to like be a little different. Um And I was listening to the Let's Not Meet podcast, which is okay. It's good. I have some issues with it, but whatever. But anyway, (laughs) one of the guests, guest stars on that was a woman named Christine. And her new podcast is called Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. And she has a lovely, lovely voice. I love listening to her voice. But she and her brother read terrible one-star reviews in very dramatic ways.
2: <laughs>
3: so it's, it's just funny as shit. Um, so each week she and her brother challenge each other to find reviews. Very oddly specific reviews. Like the episode I just listened to was Waffle Houses in Atlanta, Georgia.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so like clearly good for material. But then they also give each other a special challenge at the end to find re- to find a weird review um like one of them was find an amazon review that mentions a big toe Mm -hmm. like just that kind of shit so i'm only on episode 11 granted so that was a while ago everything is they're still working some kinks out but Mm -hmm. all in all it's it's pretty fucking hilarious i'm super into that my second recommendation and this is shameless self-plugging and i don't give a fuck (laughs) my sister and i have started a podcast called mimosas and mysteries where we talk about true crime and the paranormal it's mostly us drinking and talking shit about people that we think who have murdered other people what's it called mimosas and
1: mysteries i'm gonna find it now
3: which yeah i'm
1: gonna subscribe
3: right now (laughs) i will say i adore my sister she's wonderful and perfect in every way but she did she did not pick a good name for this podcast because when you search for it, there's like 87 other podcasts with similar names. Um, our logo has the two little champagne flutes kind of clinking. Okay. Oh, I found it. Yeah. With, with the spider okay. web. Yeah. Yes. So that's us. Uh, and again, just as a, just as a heads up and as a warning, I don't know how, I don't know why this is just who we are. The first six episodes we've recorded basically all been all have been all about children things happening to children so maybe skip those like if that's a topic that's sensitive to you but um in the last episode we recorded i talked about witch trials and witch persecution in europe and so the next time we record it's going to be about the salem witch trials specifically oh nice so so anyway
0: you got to talk about mushrooms
3: um, you know, actually, I might. I, I do want to go into the please, different theories.
0: Yeah, please put that on the list. Yeah, yeah, I've read a little one, bit that,
1: about that.
3: That is one of
0: basically just uh, that's the answer to like everything in history. Just chalk it up to mushrooms.
3: Eat mushrooms. Um, I will emphatically deny. I'm a mushroom denier. Um, I do not believe that <laughs> mushrooms had anything to do with the Salem trials. Okay. I think it was just a mass hysteria. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I I, th- I, th- I think
0: you're right. Um,
3: I think that Arthur Miller absolutely nailed it when he wrote the crucible,
2: mm-hmm. because
3: that is an allegory for McCarthyism and the red scare that was happening at the time. Um, just dead on nailed it. Like those are two perfect examples of moral panics in history. Yeah, we do like we get freaked the fuck out about shit. And then we end up killing people for it.
0: Mm hmm yeah uh it's what we do best really
3: yeah we're we're listen if you can find the good in humanity you have a a great heart yeah because it's not there
1: mm, yeah the older we get
0: <laughs> right uh zach what do you got for us
1: i don't know man i have been mean, <laughs> i've been trying this to... whole
0: time you've just been sitting there
1: oh, yeah i know i i don't dig the into that <laughs> now nah, i'll do something <laughs> This is the time of year where I basically just rewatch the Sopranos because I don't get down on spooky shit that much. <laughs> Have you seen uh, the many saints of Newark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. What do you think want? about that? I liked it. I, I want to watch it again because I'm like on season four, of the Sopranos and okay. th- there's a lot of callbacks and stuff like that. But yeah, um, since she did two, I'll do two. Um, I want to re say a re Sawbones just to remind myself um, if you're into like medical history, that's a good one. And it's a podcast and um, fuck me. I had it right in, right on the edge of my brain. Oh, um, if you're into true crime and you haven't come across it yet, a uh, Hollywood crime scene is a, uh, yes, another long running and very good true crime podcast. Cool. Uh, you're
0: going to well, say Dune. <laughs> no, I'm not because that's next week's episode. <laughs> hey, that's a, uh, that's a plug for next week. We never really do that on this podcast. Like good podcasts, they promote the upcoming episode at the end of the current episode. Um and we're gonna start doing that, goddammit. Um uh, <laughs> I wanted to.
1: Because, I, I wanted to watch it yesterday. I don't know what happened. I think I just got tired.
0: Uh you should, because uh I'll okay. just I'll just say it was excellent.
1: Yeah, I hear good things.
0: It's uh it's most excellent. Um, But my shit that does not suck is uh, this movie, Creep. Uh, You can watch it on Netflix. Um, It is um, a movie that is listed on my 100 Essential Horror Movies scratch-off poster that I bought on uh, Etsy. Uh, It has 100 movies, like the title of the poster fucking says, Um, and it starts chronologically from release date. From like the 30s and goes all the way to I think 2019. Um, starts with or stops with the uh, the Invisible Man, the the recent one, uh, obviously. Uh, but uh, Creep, I think it came out in like 2014, and it is the first found footage movie that I have seen that is completely grounded in reality. Um, and uh, like everything, like. Blair Witch paranormal activity like Cloverfield they all have some sort of like supernatural element to it. This is like 100% like re- people like, it's all people. Yes, it's it's people and that's what makes it the most terrifying. I will never, I'm glad I watched this movie. I loved it. I think I gave it like four stars on my Letterboxd uh, account, uh, which I just started doing. Um, Great way to keep track of like the movies that you watched. And if you want to give it like a star rating, Letterboxd, great app. Um, But I will never, ever watch this fucking movie again because I literally felt my skin crawl. I have never been so fucking uncomfortable and stressed out in my entire life it is have either of you seen this movie fuck no yes okay um
3: i watched it in a haunted historic home okay fuck all that (laughs) yeah it it i was in a place also the witch i watched the witch in the same historic i I, I want to
0: we've kind of run out of time on on this episode unfortunately but i definitely want to plug your uh, or pick your brain about the witch um at some point in time it doesn't have to be tonight but um but yeah uh creep go watch it if you uh if you like found footage movies and horror movies and um if you're looking for something that's a little different in terms of found footage like something that's like quote unquote real with real people it's uh um you know it's like 90 minutes uh, so it's not going to eat up a lot of your time but it's uh it's a doozy so um yeah
1: gross <laughs> gonna go watch uh, some any- bluey to wash this ick off me
2: <laughs> right
0: uh well uh zach it's so good to have have you back um on the podcast i'm so glad that we uh were, we're able to ring you back in um yeah well so so yeah
1: you know uh, can't, glad, you, glad, can't glad to have you come. me glad to have you come crawling back to papa here right you know, you know who really brings in the ratings yeah uh <laughs> this guy
0: yeah and uh and ashley once again thank you so much for coming on and bringing your uh just rich and robust uh, knowledge of history um I, words cannot express how grateful and thankful we are to, to have you hey let's do it again
1: Super uh, happy to do it. you guys want to do a, a thanksgiving one because that's fun and uh, you want to do a christmas one <laughs> all, could right. Just, could I mean, all right all the we can just do all the holidays racer we can do all the holidays
3: I mean, I'll just let you know right now. Um, I am I'm 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 native, so like Thanksgiving, I will fucking burn things to the ground. Yeah, that
1: one's. I I read a book. <laughs> I read a book, uh, Mayflower by I think it was Nathaniel Phillips. That's a yeah. That's an eye opener.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, all right. Well, on <laughs> on that note oh uh, it's just like er. we are we are gonna peace out this bitch um like always you can find us on all social media facebook twitter and instagram please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already leave us a rating and review uh if you enjoyed the show five stars or one star none of this middle of the road bullshit you commit to the bit god damn it um, do it coward yeah do it cowards you fucking fuck them in the ass um no i'm just playing um and uh i think that's gonna be it uh be kind stay key and eat lots of cheesecake bye <laughs> there you go